Welcome to the Hinton & District Chamber of Commerce. You are listening to Chamber Chatter, a podcast that features local Hinton businesses and interviews that will inspire, educate, and connect you to the local community resources you need and want as an entrepreneur. My name is Jessica Zimmer. I am the Chamber President, and I'm joined by my colleague, Paul. Hi, and I'm Paul Loveson. I'm a fellow board member with Jessica, and um, yeah, episode one. Episode one. Today, we are interviewing Brian LaBerge. Uh, welcome. Thank you for being our guinea pig today. Absolutely no problem. Well, we're really excited to have you. Um, we want to chat a little bit with you about what it's like to be a business owner in Hinton, how you got started, and, and I guess just kind of pick your brain on how the Chamber's maybe helped support you uh, throughout your time in Hinton. So I guess to kick us off, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your business and, and you? Okay. Uh, well, I'm, I'm one of those uh, unique uh, business people that were actually born here, born in, in general. I uh, grew up here, did my, well, my high school years, not that I finished high school immediately, but um, uh, I did go away to university. I was gone for 28 years, and um, I've been back here about 12 years now. So uh, I, my family's always remained here, so I've always, you know, remained connected to Hinton. And um, so when we came back, it was actually uh, purchasing some commercial real estate property here. We had an open space in one of the properties, and that became the Wild Orchid Liquor Company. And um, I was not a I was not a wine drinker at that point, but my wife was, and uh, I've become a wine drinker since. And uh, it's been I think about twelve years now that we've been operating the Wild Orchid. Uh, and a couple of years ago, um, we took over the uh, the liquor store space in the mall, and uh, we operate Crossroads Liquor as well. Wow. What a journey it's been, hey? It has. When you look back, is that what your original plan or vision was? Well, I mean, my professional career, I, I, uh, and, and after leaving Hinton, I went from Hinton to Red Deer to Calgary to Edmonton to Regina to Calgary, <laughs> spent 10 years back and forth mainland China running a company out of there. Um, and then I went Calgary, Regina, Saskatoon, and back to Hinton. So I've always been a bit of a gypsy uh, and wandered around. So uh, plan may be a strong word, but um, I came back to spend uh, some time with my mom. Uh, she's passed away now, but uh, everybody else had been here. And, and so the plan was to come back and do that. And it's been really um, uh, fantastic. Uh, reassociating with the community. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you're you're involved much more beyond just being a business owner in the town as well, right? I mean, you're involved in our town council. You were previous president with the chamber. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And all the other volunteer work that you do as well. Is there anything that maybe Hinton's really stood out for you compared to I me? Mean, you've been in so many other places. You've been so exposed to other things. Um, well, I think I think um, uh, smaller communities allow for um, uh, kind of better relationships, and um, communities are a result of, of people getting involved. Mm -hmm. um, if 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 you're always waiting around for someone else to do it, uh, it may or may not get done. Uh, it certainly won't get done the way you want it to get done, and so. Um, a community like, like Hinton really allows um, people with an interest in the community to get involved. 
Um, so you come back to Hinton and you're in the liquor store business and the commercial real estate business. I'm just curious on kind of what you did prior when you were jumping all around and what, I guess, what was the impetus to get back into, you know, were well, you in retail or what were you I, in I, 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 I had my, a bit of a circuitous route to, to my education. So, um, I didn't graduate with my class of 80 as I was supposed to. I had to go back to high school. But once I got that, um, I went off to university, got my Bachelor of Commerce, um, and um, I started actually, and this is how long ago it was, I started with Alberta Government Telephones uh, prior to it becoming TELS. And um, when I was there, I really wanted to get into the, to the pension department, and that sort of involved me having to go and getting my chartered financial analyst designation, which is, a, is an investment designation. Um, did that, got into the pension department, and, um, and then moved around in the investment business a little bit. I actually, um, when I went to Regina, it was to join um, um, the Investment Corporation of Saskatchewan, which became Greystone Capital. Uh, one of the, I don't know, I think I think when they finally sold to Toronto Dominion, it was the fourth largest privately owned investment company in Canada. Wow. So I think when I was there, we managed about um, uh, $5 billion, something like that. Uh, so my portfolio was, um, I was Senior Vice President of Direct Investments, which was commercial real estate and, and commercial mortgages. Mm -hmm. So I did uh, commercial mortgage lending, uh, and um, uh, we bought um, commercial real estate. My last real estate deal was buying the Alberta Stock Exchange Building downtown Calgary. Very interesting. So it was, uh, um, I did that for... Um, about nine years and then moved to Calgary and joined a company called Copas Properties, which is, a, 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 again, a smaller, uh, privately owned um, commercial real estate company in Calgary. I think we own five uh, office towers in, in the Beltline around mm -hmm. downtown Calgary. Um, and then I um, was approached by a, a, someone that I grew up with, John Muldoon. He's a local here from Hinton. Um, and John uh, is a raw entrepreneur, and uh, so he invited me to uh, join him in China. And um, he had there was this new thing out the internet, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, so we um, uh, developed our first commercial. Um, uh, website in well about three weeks before Amazon launched. Wow. Well, basically, <laughs> did a little bit better than we did. Um, but we began um, sourcing Chinese antiques and um, uh, manufacturing in China. John had been there for a number of years and had built a, a fairly significant garden company uh, doing um, terracotta pottery and some ceramics and those sorts of things. Um, and then we built um, what became Compradors, which was a wholesale supplier of, of high-end furniture out of, it was all hand-built um, furniture out of China. Uh, so we used uh, all reclaimed wood. Um, the Chinese have sort of used up all of their hardwood supply. Uh, and so uh, work consisted of getting into neighborhoods and um, 
uh, getting uh, demolition rights and extracting the beautiful uh, Chinese elm that most of these houses were built on. And then the furniture was built from the, from the reclaimed lumber. Uh, had customers pretty much um, everywhere in the world. We, we shipped to pretty much every continent on the world. And, and John uh, ran China, I ran North America. The administration office was in Calgary. Um, and then uh, we had the uh, uh, we had the year from hell, but it was the 9/11, uh, oh. which took down the East Coast of the U.S. And we had a ton of customers from New York, uh, Philadelphia, all the way down to Miami. They were really impacted by that. And there were some other things that happened. And at the end of the day, um, uh, we parted ways. And uh, John's continued, and and he's actually running a. a Pretty successful company doing the same kind of things, and I went back to the investment business. Gotcha. So um, that was my uh, last move into Saskatchewan when I moved to um, to Regina to uh, join Victoria Park Capital, which was a private equity company. So I did uh, private equity out of Saskatchewan for um, three years, something like that, and. Um, Change of governments being what it is, uh, when the Saskatchewan party came into Saskatchewan, they decided um, that they would do uh, a better job of spending that money than a private investment company, which is what the NDP government Saskatchewan had established with Victoria Park. Uh, and when we got our buyout at that point, um, Tracy and I uh, had come out to Wild Mountain too, <laughs> and. Uh, we were driving home, and uh, it was in the middle of, of the negotiations on the buyout. I said, hey, we should buy the bar F, move back to Hinton. And ultimately, that's what happened. And uh, uh -huh. the next year, I got involved with Wild Mountain, and my career in Hinton took off. So mm -hmm. I, I bounced around doing a, a bunch of different things. What a journey to like, you know, grow up here, move away, build this whole other life. And I like I, it's funny. Like I feel like I've known you for four years, but to get to actually hear that side of it, that's really fascinating. Like a whole other career and business, and then to come back. Here. ADD is both my 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 constant challenge and my, oh. and my best attribute. It's uh, change is is uh, is easier when you're distracted by everything. Right. Yeah. So to come back here and start the wild orchid and, and all the other. Like side businesses, I feel like that are side, perhaps passions and things that have taken up your time over the years. Is it um, like has it, has it been what you thought it would be? Like you know, I'm sure there's been challenges, but comparing it from the world you knew before, has there been, I guess, things that surprised you? Um, I don't know that that surprised is right, but I, I I must say that it's it's always been a joy and. Um, uh, uh, getting involved in the community and sort of having a say and, and the years I spent with Wild Mountain, um, that was all um, part of the adventure and, uh, you know, something that I really enjoyed my work with the Rotary Club, with the, with the Chamber of Commerce. Um, it's just um, been a nice, uh, um, I don't know, addition to my life. To, to be able to get involved with some of that other stuff. And uh, ADD supported. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I want to ask the question of, um, what would you say to a younger person, you know, 
teenager that's perhaps looking at a career in business, whatever that industry may be. Um, you know, what would you say to somebody like that? You know, um, be ready to work um, really, really hard um, with a um, a bunch of uncertainty for a really significant payoff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard. Um, it's it, to, 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 to get a business off the ground takes an immense amount of energy. Um, and not doing it because you don't feel like it's not an option. Um, but when it's said and done and you have the opportunity to sort of um, live your life by your rules, um, that, that to me uh, is the advantage. Um, you have the opportunity to set the rules at work. You have the opportunity to create culture you're after. Um, so it's, it's, it's really rewarding, but it's hard. Um, and the payoff significant. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you, know, you shared some of your successes. What has been maybe some of the, the challenging things, the, the harder times? And I guess COVID, you know, the, the thing we all went through too, but what was that like? Well, I mean, they, they, to go back to the furniture company, and you know, we were, we were um, I think that the last year we shipped, you know, over 100 containers out of China. And at the end of all of that and the challenges that happened in that subsequent year, um, I walked out of Compadors with $80,000 on my Visa card. So uh, sometimes, even after a while, and that was almost 10 years, um, it, 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 doesn't work out um but you know through that uh i never took anything that didn't belong to me and and um it, it, it you certainly have the opportunity to learn about yourself when things aren't going great yeah. you know it's it's always easy to be a good person when things are going great um the challenges come when the challenges come mm-hmm. um so yeah i've had some i've had some setbacks but i mean being an entrepreneur that can't um uh, determine your fate. Um, if you're ready for that to determine your fate, then you got to go get a job. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a special kind of person. It really does. And I, and I feel like you've probably seen both sides of that, right? You know, you had your investment background where you were working that, you know, nine to five for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then taking on that, that entrepreneur world. And it was like, never nine to five. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, good point. Commercial banking <laughs> and investment banking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good point. But. I, I, you know, you're you're so right that it's it takes that that special kind of character and drive. Was there anything else? Well, I think entrepreneurs make up something like five percent of the population. Yeah. Yeah. And and they create you know ninety five percent of all of the employment. Yeah. Um, it's we go back to the Pareto distribution, right? It's you know five percent create you know ninety ninety five percent of the output in, in totally. the economy and, and, right and so it's it's uh, it's uh, uh, an important addition to the whole thing yeah. yeah absolutely well just circling back to talking about advice you give to someone younger um, was there anyone that mentored you uh, yeah tons of people um, in the furniture business uh, we had uh, Joe Gordy who created um, 
the largest high-end um, uh, silk floral business in the world. Oh my goodness! And um, he was uh, pretty um, uh, uh, powerful in the industry. He had some say, and uh, he decided he really liked John and I. We we actually supplied um, pots for his for his arrangements, and. Uh, um, we got to know Joe really well, and, and he was always great about um, advice on whether it was financing, dealing with um, uh, staff. Uh, so to have a, to, to take the time to identify somebody to, to help you out with those things, it's certainly um, uh, not a statement on, on um, anyone's ability, because you need you need somebody who's been through it before. There's like there's no there's tons of books available. There's no books available on your business, and uh, you know it's to have a mentor really helps. Absolutely. Have you had the opportunity to be a mentor to somebody else? Um, I have now and again. Um, no real um, um, significant relationship, but um, I help out when I can. Um, if 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 people are interested or or they want some input, um, I've been known to have an, an opinion or two. So, um, <laughs> well, if they're willing to ask, I'm willing to, to, to help. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure, like you know, your work through the chamber too. You've been so actively involved in so many other things. I I feel like perhaps maybe you could share, but. How, is the, have you, how have you worked with the chamber to maybe help other businesses, or, or how has the chamber helped you in your business? Well, I, I guess the um, uh, and I and I hear this from all the time from from business owners all the time. What you know? What is the chamber? What is the chamber going to do for me? Um, the chamber is doing for business every day. I just sat in here and had a conversation with Natalie earlier about the work that she's doing with the tourism grant and, and she's there every night um, at council so that she can effectively report back to, to the business community what's going on there and so that she can have an informed say on what's happening there. And, and so sometimes I think retailers look to the chamber to come and solve their business problems that's not the job of the chamber. The chamber is to make sure that the, uh, the regulatory um, uh, system around business, locally, provincially, and federally, uh, works in the favor of business. And so um, the chamber is always doing these things, and the people who don't pay are just riding on the coattails of, of, of others. Uh, so the chamber's doing on a continual basis things for business. Um, I just I wish more people would recognize it. Um, interesting when when we were in Turkey, I actually had a um, a conversation with one of the presidents of, of, of the Chamber of Commerce. It's worldwide, yeah. um, and um, in in Turkey, it's actually a component of property tax. So everybody pays to the chamber, so the chamber is properly funded to work in the in the interest of business. So it's just it's that's that to me was a pretty um, striking um, um, difference. Yeah. Obviously, but a recognition of of uh, wanting to have um, uh, uh, the voice of business 
at least at the table. Uh, it's hard to build a community or an economy, certainly, without the input of, of um, the business community. Yeah, I, I, that's super interesting to mm-hmm. me. Um, really neat to hear. When I think about our business community, even our non-members, right? It's it's the backbone of, of a small town, and mm-hmm. it's the it's the backbone of, of cities too. But when we think about our charities and our fundraisers and all of these amazing things that go on throughout the year, it's our small businesses that are stepping up and and supporting them. And I look at the chamber and I look at that as how you know how can I help when I'm volunteering? How can I invest my time into something that's going to make Hinton a better place? And investing time into the small business community is this domino effect that can kind of take place when we're when we're supporting our business community. And so. if we all speak separately, the input's always valuable, but if we all speak together, it's yep. just so much more powerful. And, and I think that that's the um, the umbrella effect of, of the chamber. So, I mean, I always I always challenge business owners when I talk to them if they're not members to actually pay pay their fair share. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I love that, though. That's one of my favorite quotes, too. Uh, the voice of, of one versus the voice of many and, and just the power. And advocacy is a huge thing that our local chamber has worked on. And it is... And you're executive director, Stuart. Yes, yeah. I know. Shout out to Natalie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but genuinely, the work that our she does. Our executive director. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we're, we're nearing the end of our, of our time. We don't want to keep you too long. Um, was there any other questions maybe we wanted to ask? Anything we've missed, Paul? Um, just doubling back to, um, lastly, kind of what the Chamber can do. I know we talk about, um, you know, having a significant voice, having more more members and people, um, you know, getting into the Chamber. I guess, is there anything you personally, I know you've been on this particular board, that you could see us, myself, Natalie, uh, Jessica doing in addition to what we're doing that could help you know help people come in you know if they're kind of on the fence or wavering well another part of the I don't know the chamber services that we use is the is the benefits plan and I know that I know that the um, and we had this competition and, and I've had businesses come and say, well, my insurance company's actually offered me a lower rate. But if it's just your company, your statistical pool becomes your company. So the chamber plan, because it involves literally tens of thousands of, of, of members across the country, if you were to end up with a, with a, a, a sick employee, it's not going to pool it's not going to impact that statistical pool. But if you're a small company with six members and you all of a sudden have a large claim, I'll tell you what, that, that program will not end up being cheaper than the chamber program. So we use it for we use it for uh, medical uh, uh, we have both long and short term um, benefits through that. And for a small company like ours, I mean it would be just a really difficult thing to uh, to try and put in place. Um, there's deals through the credit card machines. Like there are a lot of um, 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 functional differences. Uh, um, and there's a bunch of services 
that the chamber, if people are interested, that the chamber do supply. And so I, I mean, my comment to you is I think it's all in place, Paul, and, and it's just a matter of, of continuing to talk to people and, and demanding that um, um, appropriate respect be given. How's that? Yeah, well said. <laughs> well, that's a great way to finish it off. So thank you so much, Brian. We really appreciate you letting us you know, you're a guinea pig today, so thank you. Um, I think we're, we're good to, to yeah. wrap it up. Thanks to our listeners. Um, we've got a few more coming soon. Hopefully, hopefully to drop a new podcast bi-weekly. Um, so keep your eye out. Stay tuned.